the story book the first chapter three of the black robe this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. reading by lars rolander the black robe by wilkie collins the story book the first chapter three the introduction to romaine excepting my employment here in the library father benwell began and some interesting conversation with lord loring to which i shall presently allude i am almost as great a stranger in this house arthur as yourself when the object which we now have in view was first taken seriously into consideration i had the honor of being personally acquainted with lord loring i was also aware that he was an intimate and trusted friend of romaine under these circumstances his lordship presented himself to our point of view as a means of approaching the owner of vange abbey without exciting distrust i was charged accordingly with the duty of establishing myself on terms of intimacy in this house by way of making room for me the spiritual director of lord and lady loring was removed to a cure of souls in ireland and here i am in his place by the way don't treat me when we are in the presence of visitors with any special marks of respect i am not provincial of our order in lord loring's house i am one of the inferior clergy penrose looked at him with admiration it is a great sacrifice to make father in your position and at your age not at all arthur a position of authority involves certain temptations to pride i feel this change as a lesson in humility which is good for me for example lady loring as i can plainly see dislikes and distrusts me then again a young lady has recently arrived here on a visit she is a protestant with all the prejudices incident to that way of thinking avoids me so carefully poor soul that i have never seen her yet these rebuffs are wholesome reminders of his fallible human nature to a man who has occupied a place of high trust and command besides there have been obstacles in my way which have had an excellent effect in rousing my energies how do you feel arthur when you encounter obstacles i do my best to remove them father but i am sometimes conscious of a sense of discouragement curious said father benwell i am only conscious myself of a sense of impatience what right has an obstacle to get in my way that is how i look at it for example the first thing i heard when i came here was that romaine had left england my introduction to him was indefinitely delayed i had to look to lord loring for all the information i wanted relating to the man and his habits there was another obstacle not living in the house i was obliged to find an excuse for being constantly on the spot ready to take advantage of his lordship's leisure moments for conversation i sat down in this room and i said to myself before i get up again i mean to brush these impertinent obstacles out of my way 
the state of the book suggested the idea of which i was in search before i left the house i was charged with the rearrangement of the library from that moment i came and went as often as i liked whenever lord loring was disposed for a little talk there i was to lead the talk in the right direction and what is the result on the first occasion when romayne presents himself i can place you in a position to become his daily companion all due arthur in the first instance to my impatience of obstacles amusing isn't it penrose was perhaps deficient in the sense of humor instead of being amused he appeared to be anxious for more information in what capacity am i to be mr romayne's companion he asked father benwell poured himself out another cup of coffee suppose i tell you first he suggested how circumstances present romayne to us as a promising subject for conversion he is young still a single man not comprised by any elite connection romantic sensitive highly cultivated no near relations are alive to influence him and to my certain knowledge his estate is not entailed he has devoted himself for years past to books and is collecting materials for a work of immense research on the origin of religions some great sorrow or remorse lord loring did not mention what it was has told seriously on his nervous system already injured by night study add to this that he is now within our reach he has lately returned to london and is living quite alone at a private hotel for some reason which i am not acquainted with he keeps away from vange abbey the very place as i should have thought for a studious man penrose began to be interested have you been to the abbey he said i made a little excursion to that part of yorkshire arthur not long since a very pleasant trip apart from the painful associations connected with the ruin and profanation of a sacred place there is no doubt about the revenues i know the value of that productive part of the estate which stretches southward away from the barren region round the house let us return for a moment to romayne and to your position as his future companion he has had his books sent to him from vange and has persuaded himself that continued study is the one remedy for his troubles whatever they may be at lord loring's suggestion a consultation of physicians was held on his case the other day is he so ill as that penrose exclaimed so it appears father benwell replied lord loring is mysteriously silent about the illness one result of the consultation i extracted from him in which you are interested the doctors protested against his employing himself on his proposed work he was too obstinate to listen to them there was but one concession that they could gain from him he consented to spare himself in some small degree by employing an amanuensis it was left to lord loring to find the man i was consulted by his lordship i was even invited to undertake the duty myself each one in his proper sphere my son the person who converts romaine must be young enough and pliable enough to be his friend and companion your part is there arthur 
you are the future amanuensis how does the prospect strike you now i beg your pardon father i fear i am unworthy of the confidence which is placed in me in what way penrose answered with unfeigned humility i am afraid i may fail to justify your belief in me he said unless i can really feel that i am converting mr romayne for his own soul's sake however righteous the cause may be i cannot find in the restitution of the church property a sufficient motive for persuading him to change his religious faith there is something so serious in the responsibility which you lay on me that i shall sink under the burden unless my whole heart is in the work if i feel attracted toward mr romayne when i first see him if he wins upon me little by little until i love him like a brother then indeed i can promise that his conversion shall be the dearest object of my life but if there is not this intimate sympathy between us forgive me if i say it plainly i implore you to pass me over and to commit the task to the hands of another man his voice trembled his eyes moistened father benwell handled his young friend's rising emotion with the dexterity of a skilled angler humoring the struggles of a lively fish good arthur he said i see much too much dear boy of self-seeking people it is as refreshing to me to hear you as a draught of water to a thirsty man at the same time let me suggest that you are innocently raising difficulties where no difficulties exist i have already mentioned as one of the necessities of the case that you and romayne should be friends how can that be unless there is precisely that sympathy between you which you have so well described i am a sanguine man and i believe you will like each other wait till you see him as the words passed his lips the door that led to the picture gallery was opened lord loring entered the library he looked quickly round him apparently in search of some person who might perhaps be found in the room a shade of annoyance showed itself in his face and disappeared again as he bowed to the two jesuits don't let me disturb you he said looking at penrose is this the gentleman who is to assist mr romayne father benwell presented his young friend arthur penrose my lord i venture to suggest that he should call here to-day in case you wish to put any questions to him quite needless after your recommendation lord loring answered graciously mr penrose could not have come here at a more appropriate time as it happens mr romayne has paid us a visit to-day he is now in the picture gallery the priests looked at each other lord loring left them as he spoke he walked to the opposite door of the library opened it glanced round the hall and at the stairs and returned again with a passing expression of annoyance visible once more come with me to the gallery gentlemen he said i shall be happy to introduce you to mr romayne penrose accepted the proposal father benwell pointed with a smile to the books scattered about him with the permission i will follow your lordship he said who was my lord looking for that was the question in father benwell's mind while he put some of the books away on the shelves 
and collected the scattered papers on the table relating to his correspondence with rome it had become a habit of his life to be suspicious of any circumstances occurring within his range of observation for which he was unable to account he might have felt some stronger emotion on this occasion if he had known that the conspiracy in the library to convert romaine was matched by the conspiracy in the picture gallery to marry him lady loring's narrative of the conversation which had taken place between stella and herself had encouraged her husband to try his proposed experiment without delay i shall send a letter at once to romaine's hotel he said inviting him to come here to-day her ladyship inquired yes i shall say i particularly wish to consult him about a picture are we to prepare stella to see him or would it be better to let the meeting take her by surprise certainly not said lady loring with her sensitive disposition i am afraid of taking stella by surprise let me only tell her that romaine is the original of her portrait and that he is likely to call on you to see the picture to-day and leave the rest to me lady loring's suggestion was immediately carried out in the first fervor of her agitation stella had declared that her courage was not equal to a meeting with romaine on that day becoming more composed she yielded to lady loring's persuasion so far as to promise that she would at least make the attempt to follow her friend to the gallery if i go down with you she said it will look as if we had arranged the thing between us i can't bear even to think of that let me look in by myself as if it was by accident consenting to this arrangement lady loring had proceeded alone to the gallery when romaine's visit was announced the minutes passed and stella did not appear it was quite possible that she might shrink from openly presenting herself at the main entrance to the gallery and might prefer especially if she was not aware of the priest's presence in the room to slip in quietly by the library door failing to find her on putting this idea to the test lord loring had discovered penrose and had so hastened the introduction of the younger of the two jesuits to romaine having gathered his papers together father benwell crossed the library to the deep bow window which lighted the room and opened his dispatch-box standing on a small table in the recess placed in this position he was invisible to any person entering the room by the hall door he had secured his papers in the dispatch-box and had just closed and locked it when he heard the door cautiously open the instant afterward the rustling of a woman's dress over the carpet caught his ear other men might have walked out of the recess and shown themselves father benwell stayed where he was and waited until the lady crossed his range of view the priest observed with cold attention her darkly beautiful eyes and hair her quickly changing color her modest grace of movement slowly and in evident agitation she advanced to the door of the picture gallery and paused as if she was afraid to open it father benwell heard her sigh to herself softly oh how shall i meet him she turned aside to the looking-glass over the fireplace the reflection of her charming face seemed to rouse her courage she retraced her steps and timidly opened the door lord loring must have been close by at the moment 
his voice immediately made itself heard in the library come in stella come in here is a new picture for you to see and a friend whom i want to present to you who must be your friend too mr louis romaine the door was closed again father benwell stood still as a statue in the recess with his head down deep in thought after a while he roused himself and rapidly returned to the writing-table with a roughness strangely unlike his customary deliberation of movement he snatched a sheet of paper out of the case and frowning heavily wrote these lines on it since my letters were sealed i have made a discovery which must be communicated without the loss of a post i greatly fear there may be a woman in our way trust me to combat this obstacle as i have combated other obstacles in the meantime the work goes on penrose has received his first instructions and has to-day been presented to romaine he addressed this letter to rome as he had addressed the letter preceding it now for the woman he said to himself and opened the door of the picture gallery End of chapter 3 Read by Lars Rolander